You're listening to sermons from Crossroads Community Church. You can find out more information about Crossroads by visiting our website at crossroads.cc or by visiting us on Sunday mornings at 1420 Lakeside Drive in Yorktown, Virginia. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, all week long, our uh, team, as we were working on this service, have uh, all said to me over and over again, I have no idea how you're going to transition from hearing taps, hearing the meaning of taps, the, the, the memory man table, the, uh, the video that we just watched, how you're going to transition into a sermon after that, and I wasn't, I'm still not quite sure how I'm going to do it. So um, <laughs> I, I just come to a place of thankfulness, I don't know about you, uh, a place of thankfulness. Um, there's some cards as you leave this morning. Um, this was put together by Colt, Jake's son, uh, and he was trying to figure out a way that he could honor his father, tell his, his dad's story, but also share the gospel with other people as well. And so this uh, is available for you in uh, the Welcome Center as you leave this morning. Uh, you can grab one for yourself, but I would challenge you, the idea is more about handing these things out to other people. They've handed over 10,000 of these out, um, this family has. This is a truly a way for us to, to honor Jake's sacrifice, uh, his wife Kylie, their children. Um, this is a way for us to honor them. And so take this with you, take a few of them with you, um, and hand them out as you go to your barbecue tomorrow, as you maybe go to a parade or see family or friends or in the grocery store. Hand these out to people and let this story be told um, of Jake's incredible sacrifice. And I do want to say to you, uh, because we are a military church, um, that uh, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the sacrifices of many of you uh, as you have sacrificed um, and picked up and moved every couple years, two, three years, uh, the sacrifices of time spent alone, the sacrifices of deployment, and certainly uh, those who have experienced loss, the greatest loss in their families as people have uh, battled for this country, served this country. And I think as a church, we should just all together just say thank you to, to everyone who is serving in this, in this uh, military. Uh, let's not leave any of these card, you know. Let's not leave any of these cards in the box when you leave today. Let's get rid of all of them. That's the goal, and then you take them and and share them with uh, neighbors and friends. All right. So uh, this morning, I just want to take a few minutes with you uh, to really kind of take us to a place where we're uh, at the communion table in just a few moments, as we remember the sacrifice of those who have um, sacrificed for our country. Let's. Also remember the sacrifice of Jesus Christ who gave us life willingly uh, so that we can have forgiveness and life. John 6.35 says this, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The bread of life. Quick survey, how many of you are bread lovers in the room? If there is bread anywhere nearby, you are going to eat it, and you're going to eat a lot of it, okay? Um, I, I could pass on it. I know that might hurt some people's feelings. Not necessarily a bread lover, but I'm married to one. 
I am married to one, and she loves bread, uh, anything that's made of bread. She loves biscuits and rolls and naan and uh, the corners of chicken pot pie, uh, donuts especially, anything that has yeast in it, she loves it. Um, I have been told, for those who are bread lovers, that when you smell freshly baked bread, that all of your endorphins begin to kick in. Your mouth starts watering. Uh, every synapse in your body begins to go crazy. Uh, walking past Subway, for example, uh, is all you need, right? Uh, and it makes you just want to go eat bread. Well, Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. And so for us to, to truly understand that, uh, we have to understand what that meant in the context of that day. For us, really, bread is it's an extra. It's, it's in the middle of the table in a basket. But in this day, when Jesus said, I'm the bread of life, bread was a staple item. Bread was their diet. Bread is what they ate. Bread was the main meal. It was bread with a side dish of bread, okay? They ate bread. So Jesus says, I am the bread of life. It's, it is him saying, I am what you need to live. I am what you need to make it another day. I am what sustains you. Now, Again, to truly understand this, when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, we have to go all the way back to the book of Exodus, two or 3,000 years before that, in Exodus chapter 3. You probably know the story of, of Moses, right? Moses was, um, he was a Hebrew, uh, he was born a Hebrew baby uh, in a day when Pharaoh was, uh, you know, ordered that all of the Hebrew baby boys be killed. And so uh, Moses' mother uh, did not want that for her son, and so she places her, her baby in a basket, right, and floats him down the river, and he ends up at the home of Pharaoh, where Pharaoh's daughter was. Pharaoh's daughter sees this baby in this basket, Moses, she, she takes it, and she, she carries it and treats it like it's her very own child. So Moses grows up in Pharaoh's courts, and, uh, and he stayed there, and he grew up in, in that until uh, one day he was sitting out, and he sees uh, an Egyptian man um, beating a Hebrew man who was a slave. The Hebrews were slaves to the Egyptian, and, Egyptians, and so he witnesses this, um, this Hebrew man being beaten, and he snaps, and he, he kills this Egyptian man. He drags him off. He buries him, and it's seen. Somebody sees him do this, and so he runs for his life, which you can imagine. Now, uh, for maybe 40 years or more, uh, he's in exile until the day he, uh, God uh, speaks to him in the form of a bush that is burning but not burning up. Does this sound familiar to everybody? And so in that uh, in that speaking to Moses, God says to him, I hear the cries of my people Israel, and I want to, I'm going to uh, rescue them from slavery, and I'm going to use you, Moses, to make this happen. You're going to go to Pharaoh, and you're going to say to him, what does he say? Let my people go. You, yeah, you've heard that before. And, and Moses, uh, who hadn't been to Egypt in 40 plus years, has a few questions for God, really two of them. One was, who am I? And the second was, who are you? Who am I, and, and who are you? So first he says, who am I? Uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I 
that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Who am I? Now we see Moses here is, is trying to, he's struggling with an identity issue, um, how he sees himself. And when Moses says, who am I? God's going to answer that. You'll hear what that says in just a moment. Just hang on. The second question is this, who are you? Verse 13, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? In other words, who are you? Who are you? And God answers that question as well. In verse 14, God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. So when God identifies himself, he names himself as well. I am. I am. In other words, I've always been. I am today. And I will always be. I am. I am perfect. I am superior. I am creator. I am sustainer. I am God. Saying to Moses, anything that you could possibly need, I am. And anything that you could possibly need today, he is. He is. Now, notice when God answers the the identity question that Moses has, when Moses says, well, who am I? Notice that God answers that question by saying, I am. Moses says, who am I? God says, I am who I am. Well, who am I, God? I am. Anytime we want to recognize who we are, and you will never know who you are until you know who he is. He is the great I am. So every time we say, you know, who, who am I? I? I'm a you know, Moses is kind of thinking about this thing. I, who am I to go to Pharaoh? Who am I? I, don't, I can't even talk right. How am I going to do this? You know, we ask those same questions. Who am I? I'm a, I'm a screw-up. I'm a failure. I'm a bad parent. I'm, a, I'm jobless. I'm a nobody. I'm abandoned. I'm, I'm damaged goods. Who am I? God answers that question with, I am. I am. I am enough. I am your dad. I am your rescuer. I am your sustainer. I am your redeemer. I am your savior. I am your forgiver. I am your answer. I am what will satisfy you. I am. I am the one who names you. I am. If he is, I am, then I am who he says I am. All right? So now let's jump over to John chapter 6 real quick, and this is where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Notice that he uses the phrase, I am the bread of life. The backstory here in John chapter 6 is that Jesus has just fed 5,000 people. Uh, really, it's believed that it was more than that. Uh, 5,000 men, potentially, add their kids and their spouses to this, you're talking about potentially 15,000 people, and he feeds all of those people with a kid's meal of a few fish and a couple pieces of, of bread. Well, the next day after doing that, it's pretty cool to me that when I am touches this food, it multiplies, and it multiplies, and they all eat until they're full, and they collect extra food. Well, the next day, those same people come to Jesus again asking for another miracle because they're hungry again and they want another lunch and they'd like to have another free lunch. So in verse 27 of chapter 6, it says, do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal 
of approval. Uh, that phrase, son of man, is very important there because he's identifying himself with God. He's about to take it even further. Verse 28, then they asked him, what must we do to do the works of, that God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one uh, he has sent. Verse 30, so they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see and believe? What will you do? Which could possibly be the dumbest question in the entire Bible. Because they just saw Jesus take uh, a kid's meal and multiply it and feed 15,000 people. Uh, Jesus just walked on water. And they're saying, what will you do so that we will believe? <laughs> crazy question. Verse 31, our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Uh, manna, uh, after leaving Egypt, the people wandered in the desert for a very long time and God supplied the food that they needed and what they needed sustained them by, uh, by this thing called manna. It was bread from heaven. The, the word manna actually means what is this? Um, if you've ever eaten at a hospital, you might have asked that question, uh, or a school cafeteria, or maybe your mother-in-law's house. I don't know. You look at it and you say, what is this? What is this? But it was some form of bread, okay? Uh, then they called it bread from heaven. And so uh, they are saying to Jesus, remember when God supplied that bread from heaven? Do something like that, and we will believe. Verse 32, Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you this bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. All right, Jesus is getting ready to get into it now. Verse 33, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. So Jesus says, you're, you're looking for bread for your stomach that will only satisfy you for a moment, but I am the bread of life, the bread that will give you life. And he uses that same phrase, I am, to identify himself. I am the bread of life. Now, verse 41. At this time, the, at, this, at this the Jews there began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They didn't really like all of this talk. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? They're like, uh, Jesus, we know your mom and dad, okay? Stop grumbling among yourself, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day. He draws them. My prayer all week has been that God would draw all of our hearts to him today, and that on the last day, because of that, he will raise us up. Amen? Uh, verse 45, it is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Eat this bread and live forever. Eternal life.
four quick things that we see in these verses that Jesus is saying to us, and I really do mean quick. Number one, the bread of life saves us. The bread of life saves us. Over and over again, Jesus is saying, if you eat this bread, you will not die. If you eat this bread, you will have eternal life. He reminds them that the people who ate manna in the wilderness, they died. Not because of the bread, but just because they got older and they died. Now imagine for a moment that you were so hungry, and I think we have a hard time thinking this because we, we typically aren't that hungry. Hungry for us means I didn't eat since 9 o'clock, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm hungry now imagine not eating for days. Imagine not eating for, maybe you're stranded in the woods. Maybe you're uh, on a deserted island and you're starving and then you find somebody who hands you a piece of bread. That bread is life. That bread saves you in that moment. My wife has a hard time watching people that are really hungry eat. Uh, if you know, if you watch a movie or you know, go down to the rescue mission or something, and you you you, you feed them, it's uh, she has a real hard time watching people that are really really hungry eat because they eat fast, uh, because they need to eat something. They're desperate for something. They're desperate for for food. They're desperate for help. They're desperate for something to fill their stomachs. And so when they get something, they eat it really, really fast like that because that bread saves them in that moment. Jesus is comparing himself to that staple item, to bread. Everyone had eaten bread. Everyone had smelled bread. Everyone had seen bread on the table. Everyone had eaten bread when they were hungry. Everyone had seen bread ripped in half. And Jesus says, if you want to know what I'm like, look at this piece of bread. You can't live without it. You can't live without me. The bread of life saves us. Number two, the bread of life sustains us. It's not just that it tastes good. Uh, Put a little butter on it, it tastes better. Put a little jelly on it, it seals the deal, right? It's not just that it tastes good, but that that this bread of life sustains us. It gives us the carbs that we need, the energy that we need, that helps us get get through. And what Jesus is saying here is that you you are not going to be able to make it day by day without me. I am the bread of life. And if you're going through it right now, let me just tell you, I don't know how people... I don't know how people live their life without the bread of life. I don't know how people make it a day without the bread of life. I've experienced it myself in the hardest moments. I've seen it in your lives in the hardest moments. He sustains us. He carries us. He walks with us. He's the bread of life. Number three, the bread of life satisfies us. Uh, The people that came to Jesus that day, they ate the day before they were satisfied for a moment, they were full for a moment, but hours later or now the next day, they're hungry again. And Jesus says, you're not here because of me, you're here because you want something else to eat, you want some more bread. I think the most loving thing that Jesus said to them and that we can hear today is that what this world offers us will leave us hungry over and over and over again. Until we eat the bread of life, we are never going to be satisfied. But when we eat the bread of life, the searching is over. We have found what we need, and it satisfies us. And then 
Fourth and last, the bread of life secures us. And Jesus says, I will raise you up on the last day. His Holy Spirit seals us with a promise that when we eat the bread of life, that we are His, and that we are His forever. Forever. And let's just be real. We are all, all of us are searching for something uh, in this world to grab onto, something that uh, is permanent, something that is eternal, something that will last forever. We want something secure. We want something steady. We want someone that we can count on. Eat the manna, Jesus reminds them, and you'll be hungry again. Take the bread of life and you'll be satisfied, and then he will raise us up on the last day, secured in him forever. So the bread of life secures us. One last thing uh, as the worship team comes. This is a theme that we see in the Bible, and I just want to make sure that we we pick up on it today, uh, today. The bread of life is blessed, broken, and given away. The bread of life is blessed, broken, and given away. Think of the moment when Jesus feeds the 5,000 or even more. He blessed it, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it away. Think about the Last Supper, right? Jesus takes the bread, he blesses it, he thanks the Father, he breaks it. He says this This bread represents my body, which will be broken for you. He breaks the bread, and then he gives it away, and they pass it down person to person. What about Jesus on the cross, the bread of life on the cross? He prays to the Father, right? Forgive them, for they know not what they do. So there's this blessing that's blessed. Then they nail his his hands and his feet to the cross, driving them into the cross. His body is broken and torn, so it's blessed. His body is, you know, he prays this blessing. His body is broken, and then aren't you thankful that 2,000 years later, it's still being given away? It's still being given away. The bread of life is still free of charge today in this place. Blessed broken, and given away. Would you stand with me to your feet and just, um, let's, let's just close our eyes and pray together as we get ready to come to the table for communion. In just a moment, we're going to take communion together. It is a gift to us. For those who have given our life to Jesus Christ, the bread of life. And if you haven't, you can be saved right now. You can you can experience and have the bread of life. You can taste him right now and give your life to him. So pray with me, if you would, if that's you. Just say, Lord, I, I give my life to you. I've been searching in this world for something to save me, to satisfy me, to sustain me, to secure my future. And I have learned today that it's only through the bread of life, Jesus Christ. And I give my life to you right now. Rescue me. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm buried in my sin, and I need your grace. And I receive your sacrifice today. I'm yours now, Jesus, forever. 
You are the bread of life for me. And for those of you who already have a relationship with Jesus Christ, who have tasted the bread of life, let that bread of life satisfy you again today. Sustain you as you walk through life, whatever you have in front of you tomorrow. Save you from your sins. And remind you that you have security in this relationship with Jesus Christ. That you're His forever and ever. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the bread of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Crossroads Community Church. If this message was meaningful to your life, please let us know by sending an email to office at crossroads.cc. You can also watch our services live every Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. or visit our campus in Yorktown, Virginia. If you would like to connect with us, fill out our Connect card by the link in our podcast description. We hope you have a blessed week and we can't wait for you to listen again soon.